0: son, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So so just get this. God who was the pillar of fire, God who was on the mountain, God who created the heavens and the earth, who is infinitely great and infinitely mighty, who was so holy that our sin and all that couldn't even get near him. He was so holy, and and set apart, and so huge, and indescribable, and so massive. Here he is, Jesus, the Son of God, and it says he was born and placed in a manger. Has anyone ever seen a brand new baby? It's beautiful and flippin' disgusting, right? It is gross, but it's amazing. It's life changing. When I held my daughter, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like it was like this emotion of like, "Gross, amazing." Uh, you know, you're beautiful and <laughs> sticky. Uh, it was just awful. Uh, and this is this is our God, right? The same Jesus who's part of the Trinity, who was there at creation, that created the universe, is now covered in all of the wonders of birth, lying in a horse-feeding trough. Emmanuel, God with us, did not come like a pillar of fire. He's in this little feeding trough. And so the, the people, they expected him to come like God on the mountain, but he really came like God in the mess. And they expected him to come like God Almighty from the mountain, the God of Moses. And what he came as was God in the manger. And this changed everything. Because Jesus came not as a distant tool of judgment, but as an intimate gift of mercy. He was tangible, he was touchable. And in fact, some of my favorite moments of scripture is when Jesus is walking and people would touch him. And the religious, even his disciples were like, whoa, like, you know, you can't touch him. And he's like, no, I came so that people could see, touch, feel, see that I'm walking through this, encounter me, I'm fully holy, yes. But at the same time, I can be touched by unclean people. And not only can I be touched by them, but I'm going to turn around and heal them. Amen? And he made the point, I am God with us, Emmanuel. And I love that about Jesus, that in this moment what he's setting up is, is a promise to say, I have come to walk, to laugh, to cry, to live with people. He was completely God. He was completely man. He came as the fulfillment of a prophecy not to be far from us, to, but to be with us, to be with you and I. And I love about Jesus is he didn't come to save us, but then set himself up, like, in some really nice casita, like, up away from the mess and the muck and the mire. It was like, I've come to save, and I feel like I can handle that, but I'm going to sit up here because I don't want you guys getting dirt on my floors. So I'm going to be up here away from the mess. What he did is he came into the lowest Place He came into the epicenter of chaos, complication, of mess. He came into, he created some too. He came into, it's complicated. He came into for you and I. It's complicated. He dove straight into the mess. And sometimes I think when we encounter the Christmas season, what we think is that we have all these kind of like Hobby Lobby-esque motivational phrases and different things that are supposed to bring us joy and eliminate all complications. And and somehow everything's supposed to be better. And if we can just smile enough and get through Christmas, then everything's going to be awesome. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that that doesn't work for. But Christ came to say, listen, I know it's complicated, but what I have proven, what I have gone all in on is that I will always come to where it's complicated. And I am never afraid of it's complicated. See, we're not when we read scripture, when we read the words of Jesus, we're not reading the words of a God who sits somewhere off in a distance. And if you could just do enough and get clean enough and be this enough, then, then you could receive the peace and the hope and the life from Him. We don't serve that God. We serve Emmanuel, God with us, who said, Listen, I came right where it's messy. I came right where it's complicated. You can't scare me with complicated. I came to complicated. Do I want you to stay there? No. <laughs> I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I came to complicated. And I can bring peace to complicated. You don't got to uncomplicate it to get the peace. Just bring the complicated and I'll bring the peace. This isn't in my notes, but I just want you to imagine sitting at a table with Jesus Christ. And he brings you this whole feast, this whole thing and and you bring like a broken chair, <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, that's awesome, man! Just come to the table. <laughs> like, like I, I fix all broken things. I fix all complicated things, and I've prepared this good thing. And if you would allow there to be transformation, then there can be wholeness." I want to read a couple scriptures this morning because I think it's powerful. If we understand these words as a God who's far, they're really not that encouraging, to be honest. Because they kind of feel like judgment or scolding, (laughs) which is uh, less encouraging. But if we understand them uh, as said by Jesus Christ, who didn't stay as a baby, he grew up, and he looked people in the eye and he said these words like right into their face, like right into their eye. Now, he didn't show up at like a convenient moment, he suffered with him, and he looked him right in the face, and he said, like, I know it's complicated. I know it hurts. I hurt too. I'm not distant. I'm here. When we understand that, I, I want to say that it would bring us hope this Christmas. i want to read a couple of those, and I just want you to dwell on this this morning. <clears throat> Matthew 6, through 34, this comes as Jesus is talking about the birds of the air and the creatures and the flowers of the field. He's talking specifically about worry. He's talking um, to those he loves. He said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. Anyone have any worry this season? Jesus is saying, not as God who is far, but God who is near. Do not worry. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Again, is this coming from a God who is far, who is distant, who you will never do enough to measure up to, who you will never could never really get close to because you'll never be clean enough? No, this is coming from a God who at one point knelt down into actual mud and took it and spit into it and made it and put it on someone's eyes, and they were healed. A God who touches dirty things like me, right? This is that God who knelt down and looked at someone and said, listen, I know you're weary. I know you're tired, but come to me and I will give you rest. John 16, 33. I have this one tattooed on me uh, because I love it, but I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Is this somebody who has overcome the world from a distance? Or is this somebody who suffered and bled and lived and and knows who came as as God and gave all of the blessings of heaven up and came as this dirty little baby on earth to suffer? That's who's saying these things. It's Jesus. These are the words of Jesus who walked with people. I think sometimes we forget that these are the words of Jesus who knew what it was like to feel like the whole world was against you. Anyone else ever feel that? This is the Jesus who knows what it's like to have lies spread about you. This is the Jesus who knows what it's like to have even your best friend stab you in the back, someone who was with you, who you thought would be with you always, and then sells you out. This is Jesus who knows what it's like to feel totally alone and forgotten. Jesus knows. If you've ever thought that and thought, does anyone know what it's like to feel so alone? We serve a God who knows. Does he know from a distance or does he know because he was right there? He knows because he was there. Have you ever cried out, God, why have you forsaken me? And this morning, I'm going to invite the band up this morning. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know, your life, but I know if you've been around for any chunk of time, then it's complicated. And what I wanted to do as uh, we began really in this Christmas season, and I'm, I'm really excited for what Jamin's going to speak next week about the genealogy of Jesus and the buildup of this is fantastic. Uh, But I wanted us, if we could, for a moment, to wrap our mind as much as we could or our heart around the idea that God is near us. Because I believe that that changes not only our understanding of Christmas, but our understanding of everything that we are. And I thought of it like this. Last night, my daughter uh, is running uh, to, to bed. At her grandparents' house, she's she's running to bed. We're all standing there. She's like running to bed, and it's dark in her room. And my dog is laying about two feet from the bed. So at a dead run, she just trips and just faces it right into the bed. And she's just bleeding from her mouth, screaming. You know, I've never, I've never seen this. You know, as a as like a dad, you're like, Ugh! you know. So I like I like hop into like dad authority mode, like make it happen, fix her up. You know, it's like everyone go. And I'm like giving orders. And I'm holding my daughter. You know, she she stops bleeding, and I'm holding her, and she's just crying. You know, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, and I'm holding her. And at this moment, I was thinking of my sermon, and I thought, How glad am I that right now, in this prayer, I can pray to a God who is not far from me, but who is near. And I just cried out to God, God, would you, would you touch my daughter? God, would you heal her? God, would you stop her from bleeding? And that might sound small. You're like, yeah, you know, kids have accidents all the time. And that's not really my point. My point is that we serve a God who is not far, but has proven through his sacrifice that he is near to you. And that when you cry out to God, you are not crying out to a God who is far, And when you feel like you are in the complicated, the messy, the confusing, the frustrating, the lonely, not only are you crying out to a God who is not far, but you're crying out to a God who says, I know, I've been there. How much more comfort do you feel talking to somebody who's been, you know, when you have a kid and you talk to parents who've been there, you feel that comfort knowing, yeah, I've been there. This is God. Almighty God has been there. And so when we are in the midst of our lonely or our frustrated or our complicated and we cry out to God, we cry out to a God who has been there. Am I saying like Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus is still walking? No. It says in the Bible he's ascended to the right hand of God. You know, he sent the counselor. I I know all that. But we serve a Jesus who is Emmanuel. God with us. I want to invite you to stand this morning. I know for some people uh, the holidays is great. Some people it's more of a struggle. And every time December comes around, you realize you're about to just step into the complicated. Maybe it's loss loneliness maybe it's family maybe it's financial maybe this year you're like I don't even know how we're going to pay for Christ. I'm just stepping into the complicated I don't even know I just hope my kids don't ask for anything expensive cuz I can't even afford anything right there's many complicated things but i wanna say that Christ came to meet you in your complicated you don't got to tie a bow on it you don't got to wipe it clean you just have to give it to him And say, God, would you be with me? I need to know that. Some of you this morning, you need to know that God is with you in the middle of your complicated. Would you close your eyes with me this morning? Some of you this morning, you're wondering, is is God with me? Right, I, I hear some great messages. I get excited, but stepping into my future, and then I go to work, and it turns out my job still sucks, and my kids still don't like me, and I still don't have any money, and I'm just like frustrated. I I don't even know where where I'm at, what I'm doing, or I'm lonely. I'm lost. Does anyone know? Does anyone know I'm even here? Does anyone know how they've hurt me? Does my family know? Do the people that said those things, do they know how they have offended me, how they have wounded me? It's complicated. And this morning, I, some of you are waiting for the Lord to say, for you to hear Him in your heart say, I am with you. You know, we sang this song, Emmanuel. God is still with us. And so with every eye closed, every head bowed, I want you to hear me say this morning, God is still with you. Wherever you are, how... Whatever you're facing, however complicated it is, you need to hear me say this morning that God is still with you. The promise he made to you is not forgotten. Who you are is not forgotten. Your struggle is not unseen. Your complications are not too much for him. But God is still with you. God is still with you this morning. God is still with you when you leave this place. God is still with you tonight. God is still with you on the first day of work. God is still with you when you go back to school. God is still with you. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, what he's asking for is for you to say, God, would you take all of my complicated and would you step in? I need to know that you're with me. And so he's saying, would you take all of your complicated and would you just surrender it to me? All of those things, all of the hurt, all of the frustrations, all of the past, all of the loneliness. I, I, I'm not expecting you to understand. I'm just expecting you to surrender and say, God, I need to know this morning that you're here with me. And hear me, church. If you surrender, if you lay that down, I promise you that we serve a God who is God with us that you do not have to leave this place alone if you came alone or trapped if you came trapped or bitter if you came bitter or frustrated if you came frustrated or angry even at the church if you came angry this morning God is saying all throughout this place I am with you if you would surrender it to me This morning, if you're in that place and you're saying, I need to know this morning that God is with me in my situation. I need to know he's with me. Before I leave this place, I got to know he's with me. Would you raise your hand this morning? And I want to pray for you. This morning you're saying, before I leave, I need to know he's with me. Just lift it all the way up so I can see you this morning. Thank you. Just leave it raised. I need to know that God is with me before I leave this place. I got to know. I'm going to surrender everything. I'm going to lay it all down. But I got to know he's with me. I want to know in my heart before I leave that he's with me. Let's pray together with those who have their hand raised. Just just keep them raised, every eye closed, every head bowed. God, we thank you that you are Emmanuel. God, that you are God with us. God, we thank you that we don't have to leave this place with a feeling of being alone or by ourselves, but knowing fully that you are with us, that we serve a God who is with us, who promised even in Deuteronomy that he will never leave or forsake his people, that you are with us, mighty God. And so I pray right now for all those who have their hand raised, who are saying, God, in my complicated season, I need to know God with us. Us. God, I pray you would make that real in their hearts this morning, that you would make that real in their lives today in the name of Jesus. Would you make that real? In Jesus' name, amen. Can we do this this morning? Can we worship? I, I love this song because it professes everything, and I believe in the power of music and worship. I believe it opens it up, I believe it's the act of heaven. And so can we just declare uh, these words again this morning? Worship team, would you lead us?